Hey, 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 what's up, La Familia, you crazy football-loving nutters? This is Ray Hudson, and you are luxuriating and listening to the Inter-Miami podcast with the stupefyingly magnificent Jay and Alex, two lads who are as electrifying as a hairdryer thrown into a hot tub. Stay tuned, because you know what it's going to be. It's going to be magisterial with an amplifier. The goal scorer, Morgan, and he's done it again. Lewis Morgan with a second of the match. He won't have a goal. He's framed the top 90. It's a sensational first goal for Gonzalo Higuain. Can you tell I've lost seven pounds? I was going to say you actually look like you gained seven pounds, but that just might be with those handlebar mustache of yours, Jay. Could be. You want to take a ride? Seven pounds. Seven pounds in a little over a month. You know what's been the big like contributor to it though? You got to tell me the secret. I haven't been able to eat Papa John's <laughs> because we haven't been able to win nor draw in well over a month. It's been six games since hell, six games since we smiled, man. And we had a 0.5 chance to make the playoffs and we're about like a 0.067% chance to make the playoffs. We would need lightning to strike every team in the East Five consecutive games in a row just to have a chance to get into the playoffs. I don't know if this is your new weight management program, Jay, but if, if you're holding off on eating until Inter-Miami wins next. Specifically Papa John's. You got a, you got a few more pounds to lose there, bud. Ah, that's probably from beer. I don't know, man, because I'm just looking at you right now, and this is the first time we've jumped on the pod in a minute. It feels good to be back with this microphone in my face and... You know, talking out of your guest bedroom here, but uh, the, the, the thank you, the mean hand- studio. You're right, the Inter Miami Podcast Studio. Studio, but those handlebar dudes, those are aggressive. Those are I've been talking about it for days since you sent me that pic. I feel free. I feel like I'm in my final form. Is this truly Jay Kington? I think this is him in his best. Jay Kington from Kentucky. This is definitely Jay Kington from Kentucky. <laughs> This is it. Well, before we jumped on the pod, it's been a while since like, I had seen Chloe. And yeah. the, the smile wrapped around your face right now is not the same smile that <laughs> she is experiencing downstairs. She's she's more of that frightened face right now. Like, I haven't built up the courage to even, like, send a picture to my parents yet. <laughs> because I think they, who, they live in Kentucky. I think they would be disappointed in their only son. I don't, the big question is, what did Quinn say? Did Quinn, like, embrace it? or Quinn did he likes just, it. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably look like a cartoon character he's been he, watching. For he a likes few it years. a lot. He says I'm 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 funny. So, you know, hey. You look like the Lion King. I don't understand that, but we'll take it. <laughs> anyway, geez. Welcome to the Inter Miami Podcast. The very sad and begging for a win Inter Miami Podcast. I'm Jake Kington, back alongside after who knows, it's been a He's been a well-traveled man. He's been to about seven countries in the past five weeks, committed crimes in four of them, and is wanted in two of them with an extradition bounty of $7.50. Not bad. Not bad. I'll take it. I mean, traveling the world, is it's fun to get back on the road 
after this whole COVID stuff has just kind of put a pause on life for the last two years. So like Jay said, I was out in Canada, Western Canada. It's a pretty cold and desolate place out there. If you're from South Florida, there's there's nothing kind of up there for you. But I was back there for Sherry's uh, sister's wedding. So that was pretty fun. Got to do some hiking up there. And then few weeks after that, zipped on over to California, which was fun, San Diego to see the parents, and then SF for a wedding up in Napa Valley, which boy, oh boy, oh boy, that was anything but classy. Not classy in Napa. I've, I've not heard that, but, uh, you know, knowing you and your uh, group of close associates, it does not surprise me one bit, bud. We'll, we'll see what the... The thing was, is the first day we really kind of kicked it off with a bang. We rented a party bus and we took that party bus in Napa. to three. Yeah, I know. So Napa's like the pure, most like calm, like chill place out there. Dude, and this is the best part. Nathan Kalen, he rented a uh, Dodge Challenger Hemi engine. So he's cruising around Napa Valley. Like you can hear him from down mm-hmm, the street, mm-hmm. right? So we ended up getting a party bus dropping us off at three different wineries. Can tell you after the first winery, call them vineyards, vineyards as well. But you know, hey, wineries we're gonna go with as well too, bud. But after that first one, man, things started to get a little bit intense. By the time we got to the third, we had people hanging from the top handlebars on the bus, screaming and yelling. You know that song by the Killers? Oh yeah, you showed me that video where you headbutted the girl in the head on accident. Yeah, that was nuts. So yeah, this guy's headbanging. But good friend of mine, Scott. You know, Scott is kind of like the Van Wilder esque character that we all wish we we had and loved in college. Or you know, some of us actually lived with the guy. But uh, yeah, he was headbanging his way around, and uh, he actually ended up nailing the bride mm-hmm. right in the face. And what did he do when he hit the bride in the head? What what can you do when you hit the brown in the head? You, you, you say you're sorry and you keep headbanging. You keep headbanging, baby. Don't don't let the banging stop. Never, never. But uh, fun trip, and obviously we have uh, slowed down in inner Miami world. We have not won a game since I was last here, Jay. So it doesn't really see what. In fact, it doesn't look like we've scored more than one goal. We have scored one goal in our last six games. We have conceded 16 goals in our last six games. We are currently in our second six-game losing streak of the season, which is just utterly embarrassing. Um, After the first one, we did go on multiple games unbeating. What was that? Um, 11, 12 games unbeaten, something like that. And then, uh, you know what? Hey, whole world fell apart, and here we are, six L's in a row. And we do have a somewhat friendly schedule, but given the current state of the team, I'm not even confident anymore. Where do you want to start here, buddy? Where is there? Let's start with the picture I I sent to you that someone shared in the Facebook group. I I believe it was a, a prior... To kickoff or prior to second half kickoff. You're talking about the team chemistry photo, of right? the Columbus game where yeah. all of Columbus is huddled up like you see any major sports team do. Mm-hmm. And then all of Inter Miami is just pissing off in their positions, not even looking like we nor do. talking. Yeah. Like it's if that doesn't sum it up, you hear people say we're a collection of individuals. If that picture doesn't sum that up, I don't know what else does. That to me seems more on the coaching side of the house that you've been giving almost an entire season now and a a full preseason and you still can't get 
this ragtag motley crew group of individuals to act like they care about the person to their left and their right. It is shocking to see that this late in the season. The conversation to me, Jay, that the coaching staff is the one to blame here honestly has come and gone. I think that this is just a reflection of overall the team and the players playing on it right now. I think we got DPs who have one foot out the door, one inside the door. We got people who have had trade rumors swirling around their names the entire season. We have had a upper management group that we still have two years of sanctions holding over our head and has had those troubles as well. Jay, this problem is, has been from the very start. And it's kind of crazy because we did get to experience a little bit of success and it was kind of like, oh, hey, look at this. This is a dangling little carrot. We're I in know. fifth place for about 20 minutes. But then boom, all of that came to a crashing, screeching halt. Rips your heart out, man. They, they really did give us hope. And my main question is where the hell is Beckham? Where has he been? He was making it a point to be basically every single inter Miami game. And mm -hmm. I haven't seen him in ages. I like, I, is he just folded on the team? Is he giving up as well? Like this is, this is insane. Which is surprising because he and Jorge Mas doubled down on the team too. They did. They did. But my man's been traveling, worried about his other uh, business opportunities as he is going on, I guess. But this is getting kind of out of hand. You mentioned the trade rumors. I mean, we'll get into it. Obviously take this with a grain of salt because it comes from a, one of the British outlets, which if you know anything about the British kind of sports tablet outlets, they're wildly inaccurate really most of the time. But apparently Gonzalo Higuain is considering retiring at the end of the season. Good riddance. I don't even care what a mistake that has been. They could obviously uh, get rid of Matuidi in the same breath. And then they also said that Pizarro is going back to Mexico in the next few weeks, which again, all of this seems really aggressive from a uh, kind of joke of an outlet, but maybe there is some truth of that. Maybe we can just clean house like we finally shouldn't just have Henderson rebuild the team however he see, sees fit because currently this system does not work. This whole accumulation of players, the, the, everything, the system, it's broken. It's clearly broken. You know me. I'm going to go ahead and say it. We got to start. This is our new phrase. But in Chris, we trust. This has really just got to be our mindset moving forward. He has a proven track record. And he was brought into this club for this exact reason. To really push that red button. I guarantee you during talks when Chris came on board, he talked about how poor this team played in the year before. And he talked about what their vision was for in the future. And honestly just because he was signed about a month or two months prior to the season and couldn't really put his fingertip on the team before this year, that does not mean that it's not going to be all over this club next year. And I really hope that the ownership and management group can really give Chris the, the resources and tools and also, you know, rope and flexibility to do what he's got to do. I agree with that. This season's over. This season is definitely over. I do agree with that. Not every signing he's made has been spectacular. I mean, we, it's been a while since we've really seen Jovan Jones make an impact. I know that he was dealing with some injuries. Leardham's okay. Um, obviously, Gregory's great, which was has been his guy since he was at Seattle that he was trying to get. So very, very happy with that. Another fact is there, we do have another really good defender that we haven't seen yet in Alvarado, uh, Ventura. He's been injured, and I don't even know if he's going to be if he's going to play one game for us this season. But a whole off season. And him really having his pick and choose of players, I think is the best thing that can happen to the team. I do think that we need to get rid of Iguain. What'd you say? Someone called him a fat pigeon or something. What was the term? It, it was a, it was a fat 
pigeon. A fat pigeon is what's trolling around the the interwebs in reference to Gonzalo Higuain. Um, Blaze Matuidi, sometimes he's great, most times he's not. Clear him out. I wouldn't mind keeping Pizarro, but if he's gone, that's fine. We'll get a fresh start. Two years of sanctions, million dollars each year. This will be an accomplishment because we can't completely give up faith. Like we're not saying that the next two seasons are completely shot. There is a chance that Chris can really work some magic here to get some quality buys that keep everything below the budget. So this will be a a test of Chris Henderson, which I believe we're faithful in. I mean, all my, my number one question to Chris right now is what do we have to do to get David Norman Jr. back on this club. (laughs) Because clearly that's where this season went wrong. (laughs) I I, I don't know what we were thinking in the first place, but clearly that put some bad juju into this this season for us. So whatever we got to do to get David back down to South Florida, I support it. And Jay, I know you're looking up David Norman. Who knows if he's still a professional soccer player? He is. He plays for Calvary FC, which I assume is in the Canadian Premier League. Yep, 19 games, zero assists, but I'm sure he's made an impact in those 19 games so you heard that chris jay just did half of the work for you he just found david norman jr all we got to do is give him a call i'm sure he has the same cell phone but jay got another thing that bothers me right now i'm looking at the eastern conference table right now brother and i'm looking at that number two team and that's nashville and i think that's really what makes this most upsetting and frustrating for me as an inner miami fan is just you know, it would be one thing if we were just down in the dumps, but the team that we started our our presence and birth and expansion club, the same year that Nashville started and founded their club, they are reaping all of the success that their organization has put together and the camaraderie and chemistry that they play with. And that club has really transformed their identity last year into really a defensive juggernaut into just an offensive whirlwind of a threat this year. And, you know, it's it brings a little bit of disappointment when I got to look at this table and you see some of the normal faces like your Orlando cities and your Atlanta's, but Nashville, Nashville, number two. Well, they have a complete, they built a team the right way. They have a complete team. Now they, they did not go get the old big name players because we wanted to build a brand over a soccer team. So it doesn't really bother me anymore. It did earlier, but now it, it just is what it is. I actually like, I came in Nashville. They've done a, a hell of a job assembling a, a lethal squad most impressively on the defense, but now the fact that they're getting their offense so tuned is very, very scary. I mean, you're looking at these, obviously the bottom three teams have already been eliminated. That's Chicago, Toronto, and Cincinnati. We're still in it technically with, I don't know, probably realistically like a 0.2% chance, something like that. Not too great, but sticking with the schedule, kind of going to our schedule is that our next two games are actually going to be against Toronto and against Cincinnati, only point of concern I really have is that we barely beat Toronto when they had 10 men. Um, what was that? Seven weeks ago, something like that. That was when McCoon hit the uh, penalty kick to win the game. But in theory, if we can follow the same suit that we followed when we had our previous six-game losing streak, we could go on a little bit of an unbeaten streak, get two wins right here. That would definitely put us somewhere with a, a chance. I mean, this isn't something we can just win out and get up there. We would need some other teams to drop some points. We would literally need something short of a Christmas miracle. The crazy part is, too, the number seven team right now, Montreal, has 41 points. And we have 32, which tells you that not 
these teams are running away with it, right? We were in this mumbo jumbo a few weeks ago, and obviously we've slid pretty substantially far, but it's not like one of these clubs like Montreal, DC, Atlanta are really running away. Even Atlanta sitting in the fifth seed has 42 points, DC in the sixth with 41, and then Montreal is previously stead is uh, having 40, 41 points as well. And Jay, I got to slow you down because you actually brought this up last year. And, you know, you know me, man. I'm a, I'm a gambling man myself. And as I look over the this last season, 2021, we have beat Toronto and Cincinnati two times. And we have not yet lost to them. And there is one thing that we know about betting and sports playing. And that is that it is very, very difficult to beat a team three games in a row during the same season. That is a very simple probability there. That is a very difficult thing to do. Teams tend to get pissed off. And I know, especially in the case of Cincinnati, we went and spoiled their home stadium opener in the very beginning of the season. They have a vendetta to get it with us. So don't take this Toronto and Cincinnati next few games lightly. Yes, they are in the bottom of the league, but newsflash people, so are we. So these games are very losable. I mean, we like if to have any chance of any sort of six pound, eight ounce baby Jesus getting us into the playoffs. We have to win both these games. And, you know, it's not going to be easier beyond that. You're looking at Atlanta and then NYCFC. And of course we finish up the season up in Boston against the New England Revs, who are on the verge of having the most historical season in the MLS. We don't know where where the team's going to be right now. That was a a demoralizing defeat. Uh, Absolutely crushed and beat down. You know, in the three games prior, we played Atlanta, we played um, Portland, and we played New York Red Bulls, and we only lost by one goal. So, you know, we were still fighting. It wasn't like we completely got destroyed, but this past game against Columbus completely beat down Back to kind of where you see us, the the shoulders drop, the head drop, and we just get all sad and depressed and and in our feelings. So who knows? Are they going to respond well or is it going to be more of the same? Again, the Toronto game wasn't a pretty win last time we played them. And now you're starting to hear those, that chatter, you know, on the interwebs between close, close group of friends, you know, in closed door situations. The whispers are out there. And is it already time to fire Phil Neville? It's the question right now of the hour. I know the community is definitely on the side of, yeah, get him the hell out of town. Some people think that this relationship was purely based on that that rapport and relationship that Phil and David had from previously playing together. <laughs> Can you argue after the results? You know... I I can't stop anyone from saying that. And, you know, I guess at this junction, again, I got to say in Chris, we trust if Chris somehow pulls a rabbit out of the hat and talks to Phil over this offseason, they put together a plan. Hey, you know, let's give it one more year. We can't really get as bad as we possibly can or as bad as we've been playing this year. So but if they can't find, you know, some common ground and synergy, then, yeah, it's time to pull the trigger and push the red button and blow the sucker up. Would you rather us have kept Diego Alonso for this season? So I have been quoted in saying, yes, I would have preferred Diego to stay at least one more year. I think it is nearly impossible to... Bring an expansion club to the promised land, 
promised land and win a MLS Cup its first year. That's just not possible. And I believe that if you have a strategy in place, you cannot abandon that strategy as soon as it doesn't start going your way. So if the question is, should I, would I have preferred to kept Diego Alonso? I would even open that up to saying, I would have preferred to kept whatever coach we decided to go with that first season for Inter-Miami, then let them go after year one. I think that's a, a fair assessment. I also think there's a, a, a critical difference between the way the the games played and the leagues are played in Central and South America versus the way that they're played over in Europe. I just think it's different styles of, of football, um, different approaches, different tactics. I'm not 100% sold that someone who came up, made a name for themselves in the EPL and is you know primarily coached in Europe with uh, you know, the, the, the British national team, the England women's national team, rather having that kind of system in play. I think Diego Alonso would have been better suited to the amount of, uh, you know, individuals from Latin America that we have. I, I just, I was very positive at the beginning of the season. There's been moments I thought where, okay, maybe he's actually getting this thing under control, but then you just see it spin right back out of control. Well, and also look at this, like the, another year under Diego's control and management would have had them gelled that much faster. That would have been the same words, the same tactics, the same strategies. And instead, you know, we didn't even have a full team for Diego. We had Gonzalo come on the club probably with what, five, six, seven games left in the season. It was like halfway through. I think there were a little more than that, but fair so, point. So, so having him all off season and having that style of play, right. That probably bleeds more into Gonzalo's uh, favoritism and liking anyway, I think, could have proved it pretty valuable for us. But then again, Jay, we can never find out. It's tough to fully analyze and, and, and you know, you can draw whatever conclusion you want. I think I'm more in line with, uh, with what you're saying. This team, again, I mean, we lack creativity, but we also just kind of lack that fight and that drive to help out uh, your brother to, to your left and, and to the right. Um, it, it, you've seen it. We've struggled to move the ball around. I feel like most games we, we don't have possession. Most games we are severely, um, you know, as far as goals go, much, much less than our opponents. Very poor finishing, which it's tough to blame a coach, but I think that kind of goes hand in hand with that confidence. Like we see how many fouls do we still commit? Like we can't get that under control. And then, you know, going back to the finishing, that breakaway with Robbie, right? Very similar to the the previous goal against the Columbus crew where Iguain was able to chip the keeper off a poor pass from the left back. And then Robbie was able to, to get a breakaway. And dude, like you're a professional athlete and you trip over your own feet in the box. Like not, not just stumble, but fall, like catch yourself, try and get back up and then fall back over. What is that? Yeah. What is that? Kind of look like us stumbling out of miscues. You know, yeah, exactly. Dude. Like, I don't think DK is doing that. And you're the number one overall pick and people were criticizing. Like he, he, he's not confident on his left foot. Right. So I was wants to cut it back to, to his right. We just, that killer instinct instinct seems to be missing. You know, it's not like you see any true pure goal scorer, they're going to hit it with their left or their right. Whenever they get the opening, we're always trying to find the perfect shot or just play another pass. And at some point, just, just start ripping shots. And the more chances you take, the more goals you're going to get. Well, to compound that point, man, I'm looking at, the goals four in the MLS this year. These are total goals that each team has scored. And Inner Miami is smack dab dead last in the entire league with 25 goals scored all year. And that's to support your point, sir. Like, 
that's so that's so embarrassing that Austin FC has four more goals than us this year. And you know, that's just that's just a testament to how poor we've been all year on the offensive, really half or third of the pitch. Each and every game, it's just been embarrassing. And really, if our defense isn't carrying and Nick Marsman, you know, wasn't being Superman in between goalposts, which he hasn't been for the last six games, then, you know, this team's not going to go because we're just not going to score goals. So if you can't stop the ball, we're not going to put in enough points to win. And that's just not a winning formula. Bless Nick Marsman's heart. We would be probably bottom of the league if, if we did not have him. I mean, he gets to go home every night to to Miss Netherlands, Miss Holland, his wife, who uh, is basically a, a supermodel. So good on you, sir. You deserve every bit of that enjoyment you mean we're, we had seven shots and only one on goal compared to 15 and then five on goal by columbus like come on come on yeah the proof is that's in the ridiculous it's 500 more shots on target it's just not going to work and i mean like we're we literally are lower in, in almost every stat category almost every game and it's crazy five yellow cards why how can we not like avoid this? Everyone's getting suspended. We've got multiple players on their second suspensions, going on their third suspensions. Hell yeah, we do. And we're so thin, we can't really sub them out, so we're just in trouble. We're literally enacting the hardship clause. We're getting Mabika out there, which I think a lot of people were, were, were pretty happy to see him come out there, but man, like we are depleted and we were we signed from our from our academy from from Fort Lauderdale CF and they're not even getting playing time nor really on the team like Gadiri's finally getting up there we are it's bad bad well i got good news for us for those those fans out there who keep track god i love you but we are we're, we're trying to recapture that first place crown of yellow cards this year Jay. Is it, are we going what's the what are, where are we at right we're now? sitting at 68 yellow cards this are year. are you kidding 68. me oh we my were fighting God. our way down but then you know we were just like what are we doing we got to stay true what to place are we in number two oh, to who san jose earthquake with 70 so with five games left in this season i think this is something we can get done this is obtainable i think so all I right think let's make a tifo let's make it happen this <laughs> let's win something team this this is where our attention needs to shift. This is really it. winning this crown. Take legs out. Take legs out. Take souls. Do what you got to do. But get above the earthquake to win that win that trophy. We'll, we'll get you a little plastic one. One of those small little ones, like a little teacup that you can hold in your hands. Say congrats, Inter Miami. Here's the trophy you win this year. All right. So do we have any good news we can share? Do you want to do it? Do you want to do? Do you want to just break that little bit of uh, little little Jersey whispers? There is good news. You're absolutely right. We, uh, I don't know, Jay. I think you. I do deserve this. this. I do deserve this. This, this. this has been I absolutely deserve this. One of the funniest things of 2021 in the entire year. Jay, go ahead and break down the audience. What's what's an update with the with the jerseys here so for Miami? We are releasing the first edition, and I've already got a second edition planned too. So it's going to be fire. First edition of the Inner Miami podcast. Jersey. We're calling this one the pink smoke. I don't know the Spanish words. So I'm just going to go American pink smoke, English rather. Jesus, look at me. So yeah, it's been like a three month ordeal going back and three forth months, with design three, teams months, bro. all through the inner Miami design podcast, teams. uh, email account. So Alex sees them all come through and just gets to laugh as I struggle with very, what feels to be very simple items that I'm relaying to them that, uh, you know, took some issues, went into production, had, production issues had to go revamp the design so 
We are... They're done. But not for so yet. There will be an event. There will be a posting. There will be a little uh, marketing material, promo material at this coming home game, the Toronto game. We're going to bust them out in public. And then we will open up some sort of pre-sale just in time for the season to end. You know, I was really hoping to have these out like two... Two and a half months ago. And I was like, yo, you guys need to expedite the production. You need to overnight this because people have paid. And I need to be able to deliver on this. And we're two and a half months delayed. So they're finally here. You'll probably see us rocking them at the uh, stadium. And then we'll give an opportunity. Pink Smoke, keep an eye out. We'll post it on our socials. It'll probably be on the news. Ray Hudson's probably going to talk about us in the stands when he sees us. You know, that's our boy. That's how it goes. Um, and yeah, we got a game this, uh, what is the 20th? I don't even know what day that is. Are, are you, are you like just suggesting like a model release of this, of these jerseys? Because I think DJ Bullfog can definitely hook it up for us. Oh, he could. We can have a whole release party at Miss Q's. You're absolutely right. And I think you're underselling the listeners on how hysterical and funny this, this conversation that was going on overseas between Jay and his, uh, it, as he it calls wasn't it, funny for me. As he calls his wasn't funny for me. Design team now. His design <laughs> team. So Jay Wante comes to me and says, dude, I think we finally got it. And I say, Great, man. It's only been three months. So he says, Okay, you know, in a few weeks it'll get here. So a few weeks go by. To my absolute delight, we get an email by what's his name? Who, who who's the one orchestrating this uh, overseas for you? Who's 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 they're in not charge? overseas, bro? They're in like Kansas City. Oh, they're in Kansas City. Yes, it's the same company who did like uh, the Sieges jerseys. Who Vice City use? Like it's they have like standing in the in La Familia in the community. Maybe it's just lost in translation. No, it was. It's such a meticulous, beautiful design. That's that what it the, is. The layers and the texturing had to be right. I wasn't going to accept anything subpar. They sent over some subpar. Like here's a fix around. I was like, no, that's not good enough for all fans, our fans. And shout out to the Discord, the Intermind Me Podcast Discord, uh, for giving you know critiques and, and improvements and, and working with us, working with me rather, because Alex was just sitting in the corner laughing his ass off, but for working with me and coming up with a, a beautiful design, uh, we will have this out to you shortly, actually tomorrow, because that's when the game is. I don't know why, for some reason, I thought this was on Saturday. It's tomorrow. It's, it's on Wednesday. All right. This is going to go great with Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's the 20th, bro. The 20th just snuck up on me. I've, I've like literally been saying like, no, don't worry, babe. We have a whole month. We can do whatever you want on the weekends. Like, don't worry. I can watch the game out wherever we are. You have a whole month. The next home game's the 20th. Here we are. Is it really the 19th? Yes, it is, sir. And I know the 22nd's that, that good, that good, good day at work on Friday, man. I can't wait for that one. We've been only waiting for that for six years of our employment. Um, what is happening on Friday? commission day we're getting our our 20th anniversary bonus a real bonus we're finally going to get a real bonus i've 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 been looking forward to it yeah we we uh yeah it's it's been a little bit of truck uh i'm sorry tough sledding in the bonus and uh department for the last few years of the company but uh finally getting the percentages we 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 wanted 20 years of work and we got a hell of a bonus but yeah jay we got a game tomorrow man it's it's against uh toronto so better strap in for this one I mean, I think but we judging could, by the face right. and the handlebars that you got right here, looks like you got an extra, extra bit of a little bit of rope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh man, this is gonna be a, this will be a good time, dude. Because like, 
when you have a handlebar mustache, you can drink twice as much and, and not be affected. Rule? That's what I tell myself. Is that, is that what you tell yourself? It's like, I'll be driving to this one. <laughs> Most likely. Tomorrow, 7.30. We're going to get there at 5.30. I don't know. Fuck it. 4.30. <laughs> Got to go home early. <laughs> Got to straighten those things out. Got it. Yeah. Got to get this thing right. Oh man. And you know what? I was, we were, I was planning with a, with like Johnny, Johnny alpha baby. He's the, he's the guy. He's the graphic guy, dude. He's a marketing guru. Um, and I definitely had in my head, like a really cool kind of release video for the jerseys where, you know, I'd be like just normal looking, but nah, you know what? Screw it, bro. I'm rocking the handlebar tomorrow. You got to rock the handlebar and you got to rock the pit vibes. those pit vibes. The pink custom painted inner Miami pink pit vipers get at me if you work construction get at me i can get those custom inner Miami pink and white pit vipers the image that you've gone through over the course of this season is, is truly spectacular like i'm right there is a great chance that some little boy is going to go to the game tomorrow for the very first time and they're going to see you and be petrified of coming back to the stadium probably dude because you know like we this is this is south florida right i mean you've got your latins You've got your, your African-Americans and then you've got those sketchy white people from the Everglades. And that's what I feel like, dude, like this handlebar mustache is nothing to, to joke. Well, it's actually all a joke, but you know what I'm saying? Dude? I feel, I feel proper. I feel like proper, like gator hunter. That's what I'm going to wear a leather vest and like an alligator tooth necklace. It's this isn't Halloween yet. We got a few more weeks, but I can yeah, tell people are like, Oh, at. like, Oh, you like doing like early Halloween. I'm like, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> just did it. No, I'm just like, it's the subtle things we do to annoy our fiancés. <laughs> That's why we do handlebar mustaches. This is also why you shouldn't day drink because it leads to dumb ideas in your head. And the next thing you know, you've shaved off most of your facial hair, except for a sketchy looking handlebar. Is that what happened? Because yeah. you texted me at that like 930 with the picture. So you must. No, 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 no. That was like a, it was like a three o'clock thing. <laughs> Come on, man. I am a father. Okay. Don't, I, I am not drinking at eight in the morning. <laughs> you, Unless I'm in the airport and flying, then it's acceptable. I, anyway. I actually feel that an airport beer is probably the best place to get a beer. That's the only place you're not going to be judged no matter what time of day it is. Agreed. 100%. But as Jay said, we do have football tomorrow. That is against Toronto. Uh, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be our first game back at the stadium for a while. Jay, you got a few last words for us here, bud, before we jump off? Uh, free handlebar rides to the first 50 people at the stadium. Don't know what that entails, and I'm a little scared to ask. Well, thanks for hanging out with us. I'm really glad we didn't do too much of this sadness deep dive into Portland, but hey, let's turn it around. There's still a chance, baby. Have some faith. Have some faith. I'm Jay, alongside Alex Papa George, as always. Check us out on social media, man. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook at Inter Miami Podcast. We are on Twitter at Inter MIA Podcast. We are having Than come back next week because guess what? Follows its big brother, its little brother, FTLFC. CF, brother. Jesus. We're going to get an update on them. Anyway, as we leave every episode, vamos Miami. Vamos Miami.